This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Sorepreneurs, uninterrupted with Chevelle McPherson. From teenage mom to a recognized top 100 national trial lawyer, award-winning international speaker, number one best-selling author, and successful business and legal strategist, Chevelle certainly knows how to soar, uninterrupted. She's here today to empower and educate you with effective business and legal strategies you can use to build and scale a successful business without interruption. Get ready. Get set. Let's soar. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Chevelle McPherson. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sorepreneurs Uninterrupted with Chevelle McPherson. I am your hostess for the mostest today, and I am super excited this Monday to be sitting here talking with Stacey Rasky. She is doing some wonderful things, and I'm so glad she took time out of her busy schedule to come sit down and talk with me today. Stacey is a coach. She's a strategist. She helps entrepreneurs that are struggling with overwhelm, self-doubt, scarcity, overthinking. She helps them create confidence and consistency. She helps them reach high-level goals. She is an Iraq war veteran, and she has recovered from post-traumatic stress disorder and major overthinking. Uh, She's taken what she's learned. She's packaged it, distilled it. She's put it into an awesome and amazing program, and she shares it with hundreds of entrepreneurs, helping them break through the sabotage cycle and to get out of their own way for their own good by addressing the root beliefs of what's blocking their success. And using this toolkit, she has been able to help so many entrepreneurs that I just wanted her to be able to come on the air with me today so that my listeners can benefit from all of this knowledge because I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and one of the main things that keeps them from getting to where they want to go is overwhelm, is procrastination. It's just in their own way. It's just so much because there's so much going on. So without further ado... I would love to welcome to the show, Stacey Rasky. Yay! Yay! <laughs> thank you. Darling. Oh, thank you so much for that lovely, lovely introduction. Uh, you are such an amazing powerhouse, Chevelle, and I am absolutely honored to be a guest on your show. I've been listening to it. I love it. That is why I had to reach out to you to be like, oh, girl, we need to connect. This is amazing. <laughs> and I am so glad we did connect because, you know, a lot of my, a lot of the guests, I, know, I mean, I travel a lot. I know a lot of women. And a lot of the people who've been on the show so far, I've actually kind of known for a while and I've known their work for a while. And with you, it was like, I didn't know you and you reached out to me and I just, you know, did a little research, checked you out. And I was like, yes, amazing. She is a boss, babe. She definitely, we definitely need to connect because she's doing some wonderful, great things. You know, you're a powerhouse in your own right, but it hasn't always been that way, my darling. I know it hasn't. Am I right? Uh, You are spot on. Absolutely not. I mean, that's where our power and our strength comes from, right? All the, the, the trials and the challenges and the obstacles we've overcome and, you know, the darkness and the shadow that we have to learn to love and embrace in our story and our experience, because that's what helps us shine so brightly. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So what I want to do is I want to, before we talk about, um, because I know you have, you have a book coming out, Mm -hmm. um, you have some action, you have an action toolkit, you have a lot 
lot of things that you're going to be able to share today. But before we get into that, I know I've had the wonderful opportunity of getting to know about you. I want to start with um, introducing, you know, Stacey Rasky, not the Stacey Rasky of today. I want to talk about how you got on this journey of getting to a place where you were even in a position and even had the desire to help other entrepreneurs. So how did it kind of start for you? You know, it, it's, it is funny. I mean, people see me now and, and I at least once a year make sure that I share, reshare my, my before photos mm -hmm. from five years ago because the person that I was being just in that short period of time compared to now, people are just like, that is crazy. I can't even imagine that version of you. You know, it's, it's, you can have such exponentially amazing transformation and results in a very short period of time. And I think that's why it's so important to share that because I had a rock bottom moment five years ago and I have completely focused on rebuilding myself and transforming every aspect of my life. And even to the point of creating a, building a business, uh, by leading by example, mm -hmm. by living what right. I, what I teach and what I share. So. so I know even, you know, I'm going to go back a little bit further than even mm -hmm. like five years ago, because I know um, you were a homeless teenager at one point in your life. That is correct. Yeah. Right. At, at 16, uh, I ended up on my own. Um, my, my parents divorced when I was two. I, I lived with my mom. Um, I'd kind of got shuffled back and forth between my parents. So very early on, a lot of limiting beliefs were implanted and a lot of fears, fear of rejection, because I had a lot of rejection and abandonment in my life very early on, up to the point of moving around a lot. And then at 16, my mom wants to move again, yet again, just her and I. And I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm not moving again. And she's like, okay, well, I'm still moving. I'm still going. And so she left me. And so at 16, I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> I've got to figure it out now, you know, <laughs> like yeah. couch surfing on, you know, my friend's parents couches you know right. like staying at their houses and stuff and had to do that my junior year and then um my senior year as well to make sure I graduated from high school so you've been on your own since you were about 16 years old yes started off you know a homeless teenager and I'm sure you've had because you said your, you, you you went through this divorce and your mom was already moved you already gone through some things in life because yeah. you were moving around and then it gets to the point where you're 16 you're homeless you're sleeping couch to couch you managed to finish high school and then what happens after that? Because I know you also ended up going into the military. I did, but not right out of high school. A lot of people would think that, you know, kind of like, well, you know, you were homeless. What were you going right. to do? And, um, you know, I actually went to college right out of high school because it was what was expected. Right. It was what I was told I should do. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> So I went to college, had no idea what I wanted to do, and I really squandered it. And even though I'm a, a, a high performer, you know, and, and at the time more of the high achiever, you know, the straight A student, um, there's also a lot of opposite to that, where there's a lot of sabotage, even then. And the more unhappy I, I became in my life and the choices I was making, the more out of alignment I got, um, I ended up on academic probation and I was like, I just need to take a couple years off. So then I moved from Alaska, which is where I was. I'm originally from Chicago, moved to Alaska with my mom. 
Um, then I moved to Salt Lake City, Utah, take a few years off. And I'm like, you know, this is great. I kind of hit a reset, but I really need a big change, a big jump start. And so at 22, I go active duty in the army uh, doing chemical and biological warfare detection. Wow. Yeah. So you're in the army at 22. How long did you stay in the army? Um, I was in for three years. I enlisted for four, but I got hurt when I was in Iraq. So I was actually medically discharged. So you were actually in the Iraq war. I was. Yeah. On the front lines, actually, when we first invaded uh, from Kuwait in 2003 on the front lines. Yeah. So you're serving on the front lines in the Iraq war at 22 years old. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So then, so after that, after that, how did you end up getting out of the military? How'd you leave? Um, So after my tour was done in Iraq, um, like I said, I, they, we pretty much discovered I was not going to be able to continue physically um, meeting the demands. And so they medically discharged me. And while I was uh, in the service, I met my, my husband and we moved to uh, Southwestern PA. Uh, And when we got out, uh, I went back to college because I was like, okay, I want that degree. You know, I was in a better space. I was appreciating it. I had vocational rehabilitation. So I, you know, I got my degree. Okay. So you go back to college, you get your degree and how'd you end up in this space that you're in now? (laughs) Uh, Because I followed again, the shoulds. I get my degree. Mm -hmm. I get recruited into a corporate job as a pharmaceutical chemist. You know, I did that for seven years, you know, big science nerd. And, you know, I'm married and buy the house and, you know, checking off the boxes. Did you get the white picket fence? Because you got everything else. I got 12 acres, <laughs> okay. a big house with 12 acres and a dog and a pool and, you know, <laughs> yeah, that whole thing. And, um, I was miserable. Listen, I, listen, I just want to stop you for one moment. Yeah. I don't know if people are picking up on this, but you're pretty much describing, I'm just going to just lay it out there. You're, you know, you were, you have the American dream at this point, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're married. Like you said, you pick out the house, you got the pool, you know, you got the kids, you got the college degree, you have the wonderful career. You're in corporate America. You are what one people will say. You are living the dream. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about that dream. It was terrible. It was a nightmare. <laughs> it was a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it was, it was really about the expectations of, of, my parents and society and our culture. And it's all these external things that I always call them the shoulds, all the things that you think you should do because of A, B, C, or D, you know, whether it's self-imposed expectations or the expectations of others. Um, It's not about living your truth, being that authentic version of yourself. And I was constantly feeling like the square peg getting shoved into the round hole and being molded into something that was just not me. And the more I dug my heels into this framework that was not my own, the more of this mask that I was wearing, you know, that, that feeling of being an imposter in my own life, this facade, this curated version of myself, that the more out of alignment and unhappy I became, and the more out of control I felt inside and disconnected from myself, the more the symptoms expressed of the overthinking and the control issues. I mean, I was terrible, the perfection, the procrastination, trying to control my poor husband. We just had our 16 year anniversary and it is amazing. We are still married after all. Of this. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> um, but it, the, the control issues. And then in that process too, of that disconnect from my truth and 
really lack of joy and happiness in my life, I numbed out. I checked out. I numbed out with food and alcohol and medication. And I was getting prescribed all kinds of stuff and drugs. And even at my worst, self-harm. Just something to change how I was feeling in that moment because I was just had no coping skills. I had no toolkit to handle what I was going through. So I just followed in my parents' footsteps using the programming that I was taught as a kid. And it was, you know, avoid your emotions at all costs. And then it comes, so did it come to a point where this imposter within sort of the, um, you know, the life of the shoulds, um, did there come a point where I usually say like this epiphany moment where you, you were just like, something has to change. Um, I'm in corporate America. I'm, you know, I'm married. I have the the house and I have all, you know, I've done everything I should have done. I've accomplished everything I should have accomplished. And according to society, you know, I am exactly where I should be as a successful woman in America. Mm-hmm. However, I am not happy. I am miserable. So what, what happened that brought you to that point where your aha moment came and you said, Stacy deserves even more than mm-hmm. this should have, could have life. And it was, it was really interesting because, um, before about a year prior to my rock bottom moment, I actually ended up on disability. So I'd been working that corporate job and got so sick. I mean, I had these massive chronic health conditions. I was a hundred pounds overweight or over what I am now. I mean, people are like, I can't even imagine the, you being in that space, just that sick, so many medications, like all of it. And so now I'm off and now I'm just going down that sabotage, self-destructive rabbit hole even further of like, wow, I really suck. I can't, my marriage is falling apart. I just lost my, my corporate career. Um, you know, my health is in shambles and I hate myself. I hated who I was being in my life. And that was the rock bottom moment when I was standing in my kitchen, just grabbing food out of the cabinet because I'm numbing out with food and I'm just shoving this food in my face and just chasing it with alcohol, just chasing it. And I'm just bawling my eyes out. And for the first moment in probably almost a decade at this point, I had this, this moment of clarity and really acknowledged for the first time what I was thinking and how I was feeling. And I, the thought that I had in that moment was, wow, I'm trying to make my body as ugly as I feel inside. Like that was my purpose, my motivation in that moment, because I hated myself so thoroughly for not being true to me, for being that disconnected from my authentic self, that mask, the burden of that mask had just finally just Correct me. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So your mask cracks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're in this moment of what you call acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. And now you have to look the real Stacy in the mirror because the real Stacy was not this successful woman from corporate America with this white picket fence house and this beautiful American dream. The real Stacy was at this point broken. The real Stacy at this point was out of control. Mm-hmm. The real Stacy at this point was unhappy, miserable. What did the real Stacy do about that? I threw in the towel. I threw in the towel on trying to control anything else other than me. 
And it was the first time that I stepped into the space of taking my power back because I'd been giving it away to everybody else, you know, looking for the validation and the approval and the achievement in the success from my husband, from my parents, from, you know, getting people to like me and whatever it was, it was something external in the nice car, in the clothes, in the whatever it was, was always some condition outside myself. I was using to soothe and feel better and hide the fact that I didn't feel good enough. Good enough for any of it. So let me try to be more perfect. Let me try to be this version of myself that I think I should be because it'll align with all of the other people's expectations. So you decided to take your power back. Mm -hmm. Is it that when um, you, at this point, you don't have, you're out of your corporate job, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was like, this was my moment that I stepped into. I'm formally resigning. I'm not even going to stay on disability anymore. This is, I've got to choose. Am I in or am I out? And okay. I'm like, you know what? I'm out. So I'm you out. know what? I love that part because you know what I usually tell my clients? It's time to pick a horse and ride it. Yep. And that's what I did. Right. <laughs> it's time to pick a horse and ride it. And at this moment, you know, you have your awakening and you acknowledge who you really are and how um, your life is really a mess and out of control. My la- my guest last week, she talked about um, food binging and coping. And, you know, it's amazing that this show follows because you're an example of you were doing all of that. You know, you were using the food, the alcohol and everything else to cope with the life that just you were felt like you were trapped in um, because the should have told you to be there and it wasn't where you wanted to be. So now you have this acknowledgement. You get to the point where you are going to pick a horse and ride it and Tell me what horse you decided to pick and ride. Uh, The horse I rode was, uh, I'm in it for me. Right. What is good for me? I am only focusing on taking control of me. And that was no longer the corporate job. It's just, I got to do me for a minute. I can't keep living someone else's life. Right. And so you created, you created, uh, you became an entrepreneur. Yeah. Not right out of the gates. Um, that sort of unfolded a little bit later. Um, so I, I really had to take some of that time to, to just heal myself. You know, not everybody has that gift. I was so blessed and thankful that I, I I had the opportunity to, to take a few months and just say, I I gotta just pull, pull it in and take it from me. So do you think what I'm hearing you say is you've, you had this crash and burn moment. Um, from being stuck in this world that was very unhappy for you. Um, you got an epiphany, you, you know, you faced it head on. You finally realized that, you know, the real Stacy was not happy. And so at that point, you 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 picked the horse, you decided to ride. That horse was you. You decided to, you know, make this life about you and what you really wanted, right? And yeah. so you had some time to um, learn some things and put some systems in place for yourself. Right. And you got yourself all together. Mm-hmm. Right. And then once you got yourself all together, um, you ultimately started to help other people. Yeah, I was truly inspired. I, it's funny. Uh, even my mom would say, oh, when you were a little girl, you were kind of everybody's therapist. So I think literally my purpose here in life is to be this mentor and coach for others to help others transform their lives. And so I sort of just naturally fell into that. And it was really exciting to say, wow, I can just 
you know, live my purpose in this way and, and, and thrive and, and earn a living and be successful in that. But the funny thing was the moment I decided to actually start a business, it was almost like hitting the reset button because it just triggered everything right back up again. Oh yeah. Right back up again. But you know what? But, but this is the thing. This is what I, I want a lot of entrepreneurs to hear and understand. And I do this with most of my guests that come on the show, all of my guests. It's like, if they listen and they heard this, what we don't understand a lot of times is our journey isn't just for us. Our journey is really the stepping, it's the bridge that we're crossing, right? So, you know, you were over here at point A and you, you know, you were living this dream in corporate America and you were, you know, supposed to be happy, but you weren't. But then you started walking across this bridge of transformation once you hit rock bottom and you said, this isn't me. So the time you took out those months of getting yourself together, you didn't realize then, but you were really walking across a bridge because you were leaving the should have be Stacy on the side, on this side of the bridge, on the side of A, while crossing this bridge, you ultimately got across the bridge to point B, now as an entrepreneur coaching other women, because as you're at point B, what you just said about it is kind of painful because it comes back up. It has to come back up because now you're bringing other women across the same bridge. You're taking other women who were, who, you know, are living in that, you know, that circle trying to go into the square peg hole or whatever, um, living the should it be life stuck somewhere, unhappy, you know, binge eating, doing all these things. You're now taking those women because they got probably to the point if they've contacted you, they've gotten to their aha moment where they need some type of transformation. And now you're able to reach across the bridge and walk them across the bridge the same way you walked across the bridge so that they too can now get to point B. That's what I'm hearing from you. And it's awesome and amazing that now that you're at your point B where you are this coach and and you're helping other entrepreneurs get out of all those things you were in, life is good. It's amazing. Life's amazing. It is amazing. What I want to do, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to stop right here because life is now amazing for Stacey. (laughs) And you've heard her sorepreneur journey of how, you know, she went from living this life of, you know, the, the, the shoulds. Um, from from being in a place where the world saw her as successful and she made all these wonderful accomplishments um, from, you know, finishing college, from overcoming being a homeless teenager, um, to standing on the front lines in the Iraq war, from doing all of those things and, and being successful, going back to college and, and just being what, you know, living the American dream, but turned out to be really the American dream, but not Stacy's dream. So when yeah. Stacy woke up from the American dream, the American dream for her, you just heard, was Stacy's nightmare. So when she got out of that nightmare, um, she built a bridge and she had to walk across it herself first. And you heard her say she took a few months to, to, to walk across this bridge and build this bridge. And, and now she's on the other side and life is awesome and amazing. And now she's bringing lots of other women and entrepreneurs across the bridge. And I can't wait for her to share with us how she's doing it, how she's put together this toolkit. And when we come back from this commercial break, we are now going to talk about um, this amazing life and this happy life that she's built for herself and she's helping other people build. And we're going to take you across this journey and leave you with some actionable steps and some tools. So if you're trying to get across that bridge, you too will be able to get across that bridge. We'll be right back after this commercial break. You're listening to Sorepreneurs Uninterrupted with Chevelle McPherson. 
Are you a coach, consultant, expert, or service-based entrepreneur? Are you ready to build a sustainable business, scale a business to six figures or beyond, or legally protect your business? If you answered yes to any of these questions, we have a gift just for you. At Soar to Success Academy, entrepreneurs just like you hire us to accelerate their income and protect their profit. Today, you can download a free copy of our business Soar Blueprint. This blueprint will give you a step-by-step -step roadmap on how to not only build a profitable business, but how to also legally protect it. Your business Soar Blueprint is just a click away. Go to ChevelleMcPherson.com to claim your free blueprint and start building a profitable and protected business that will give you greater impact and greater income. Calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help one million fulfilled women each achieve one million dollars in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Okay, welcome back to Sorepreneurs Uninterrupted with Chevelle McPherson and my lovely co-host guest today, Stacey Rasky, who is an abundance and success coach and a boundaries expert. And if you listen to the first part of the show, she actually explained her sorepreneur uninterrupted journey of how she got to this place of being an abundance and success coach and boundaries expert um, by taking women um, through uh, a, a journey um, that she had uh, basically a pathway that she's built and created. And it's her own personal system now. Um, it's worked for her, for her. And now she is teaching it to so many other entrepreneurs. She's actually, she has a book coming out. We're going to talk about that because she's going to, she put this in a book. She has a toolkit. Um, she has just created some wonderful tools for entrepreneurs. And she's been able to help hundreds and hundreds of entrepreneurs all around the world um, become successful with her system. So welcome back to the show, Stacy. Again, Thank happy you. to have you. Thank you um, so much. And so let's talk about, let's talk about what you do now, how okay. you help entrepreneurs. So, uh, so much of this, what I do really is built upon my story and my experience, you know, so even the same thing that happened, not just what brought me to the point of entrepreneurship, but then building my business and being very present with that experience where now it's constantly pushing outside the comfort zone. So it's trigger, 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 trigger. And it was triggering all of my sabotage. And so my first few years in business was just really slow because I'm going through these sabotage cycles and they were really long. I mean, months at a time before I'm back on track and doing these things. Um, because I did the same thing in my business. I start my business and lo and behold, I'm doing the exact same patterns before I went through my healing journey. I'm building my business on shoulds again. Right. You know, doing the shoulds. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, so I lost a hundred pounds, you know, that, that, that time that I took for me, I, I got healthy and I lost a hundred pounds. So here we go. I create my business as a coach thinking I should be a health coach just because I've had this dramatic physical health transformation. Mm -hmm. But quickly as I'm leaning into it, I'm like, this isn't, this isn't the right fit. This is, 
I love this. This is good. But it was not, again, it wasn't reflective of my authentic self. Right. No, you know, I, lo- I love that because, you know, I had a business coach. One of my business coaches um, used to say all the time, um, just because you lost weight doesn't mean you're a health coach. Just because you went through a divorce doesn't mean, you know, you're a relationship coach. Um, mm-hmm. Those things are part of the journey, but we really t- still have to dig deeper in and ask ourselves, what is the transformation that we we really bring to people? That's your genius zone. That's the area that you go in. Just because you overcome something, it doesn't mean, okay, now I'm the expert in, in weight loss. I'm the expert in this. And a lot of times that's what people end up doing when they start businesses. They go, oh, you know, I do my hair. My hair looks great. I'm going to be a stylist. Oh, I know how to pick out my own clothes. I'm going to be, you know, a fashion designer, right? Um, and it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes those things you've learned from losing weight loss, and they they really may have been symptoms to something deeper that you're good at bringing out real transformation in, mm-hmm. as opposed to this outward symptom. So tell us about that. Yes. And you actually hit the nail on the head. That is, you know, in my overthinking self, Mm -hmm. in really dissecting the how and the why of everything, that was what I leaned into was like, okay, what is it with the sabotage? What is it about the weight issues? And was realizing all of these challenges that we're experiencing in our life and our relationships, our health, our business, they're all just symptoms uh-huh. of the root issues, you know, and the root issue or the root belief. And, and this is why I call myself an abundance coach because the opposite of abundance is scarcity. And the root scarcity that we're carrying around is the, I am not enough. And that is what shows up in the, well, I don't have enough money or I don't know where my clients are coming from and we're functioning in that scarcity or we don't have enough time, you know, or the other resources or I don't have enough love or support or I don't have enough joy. You know, all of those scarcity, scarcities are just symptom scarcities of that root. The I am not enough. So there is not enough. Right, right. Right. And so you when when you looked at what you have gone through, mm-hmm. you looked at even from your interview earlier where you talked about binge eating and drinking and all of these things um, and the weight gain, all of those things were symptoms of something deeper even for you. Yes. And once you got to the point where you realized that, you know, you were dealing with symptoms. So when you were going to become a life coach, you were going in an area to really deal with symptoms that you had. But when you realized that the real reason was that scarcity and that lack mindset, you tackled Mm -hmm. that on and then you became an abundance coach. Right. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Yes. And so how do you help your how do you help your clients? So specifically, I take them through my aligned abundance process, which I I ended up putting in my book, which we'll get to. Um, But the big part of that is how to address that, that root limiting belief of the I'm not good enough, worthy or deserving of real success, which is why we go through these sabotage cycles, because Ultimately, we're not giving ourselves permission. We're not allowing. We're not open to receive. 
Uh, we are not holding to boundaries. That's a huge, huge part of it. A lot of those symptoms we see are really a reflection of our lack of boundaries. And again, all of this stuff just goes down to this core element, which is we're disconnected from ourselves. We don't have a good relationship with ourselves. That's where the lack of enoughness is coming from. We're searching outside in achievement, in results, in uh, relationships, and validation, and approval, you know, in acceptance. But when we flip that and focus inward and build that relationship with ourselves, and we are generating our own full, filling our own cup and our own sense of enoughness from within. And now we're full and overflowing and radiating in a different place. It makes it so much easier to thrive and live, live your purpose and go from high achiever to high performer, which is way more ease and flow and allowing and success and celebrating success. You know, you were even mentioning all my achievements and I didn't honor any of it because I, I couldn't celebrate any of that. None of it was ever good enough because I was never good enough. So what is, so if a, if a prospect comes to you mm-hmm. and they have these symptoms, sort of what you had, you know, they're binge eating, they're drinking, they're doing all of these things. Um, they're exhibiting all of the symptoms of someone who's operating from scarcity, um, from mm-hmm. someone who's operating probably from the world of shoulds. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be the system that you would take that person through? What's your bridge? So there's a couple, uh, the main aspect is my aligned abundance process process, which is my foundational five R's for success. Okay. You know, cause I'm all about, let's make it simple, easy to remember. So the first R is routines. So it's just anchoring in your routines and really reformatting your routine, you know, especially morning routine, right? Everybody's super huge on that. That was one of the big transformational things for me, but making sure that routine has some specific things that are focusing just on you, literally turning your routine into some self-care time, you know, meditation or, um, journaling. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people who will read and, you know, just prayer or devotional time, um, stretching, you know, stuff for you, not everybody else, because it's all about building that connection with you. Cause that's how we build that key relationship in order to start feeling, filling our cup and feeling good enough. Right. And then, so what would be the, you said there's the five R's. Can you, there's five R's. Yes. <laughs> so the next R is, um, Oh, wow. I've been doing this so much. (laughs) So funny is release, Mm -hmm. uh, which is release your blocks. Most of us, I I call it, we're so backed up with emotion. We're emotionally constipated. And that is what keeps us in the reaction cycle. And this is a lot of that staying stuck in the sabotage as well. You know, some condition outside of us changes and we just react or respond all the time rather than being proactive. And so we can't react which is going into our past and take action to create the future that we want at the same time. So if we're constantly in a reaction cycle, this is why we're not moving forward. This is why you're staying stuck. Right. So having constructive release techniques is huge because most people, they just dump, dump on their kids, their partner, you know, right, right, right. Or, or numb out right. with, with some external thing, the food, the alcohol, the social media, TV, whatever it is. So having a constructive release techniques, and there's lots of them um, all over the internet. I have some of my favorites. I love write and burn, tapping, and of course, exercise is great. Um, The next R is respect. Respect your boundaries. 
I love that. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me more. Tell me more. So um, this is one that's really, really funny because all of those relationships, whether it's relationships with other people or relationships with those resources like money or time, all of those relationships are just a reflection of your relationship with yourself. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately we can come up with boundaries. Most people talk about boundaries with other people and I'm like, yeah, but those are the exact same boundaries we need for ourselves. And so that's the biggest challenge with boundaries is our own internal no, especially when it comes to sabotage. You know, we are basically allowing our inner child or our inner rebel to kind of run the show for a moment, you know, Um, or our inner critic is when we talk about the book later, Um, rather than saying no to that stuff and say yes to our goals you know, or even saying no to other people and things and and all that stuff doesn't serve us, you know, saying no to distraction and saying yes to my goals and what's important and saying yes to me. So just implementing the, your power of no and saying no to things that really just, you are not within your control are not your responsibility. I love it. I love that. I'm going to, before you get to the next two, I just want to say this about the no, I'm a, I am, I love the word no. I mean, it's probably one of my favorite words. And you know, I didn't always love the word no, but I I love it now because I've come to a place in my life and my business where, like you say, I have to respect me because if I don't respect me, no one else does. If I don't have boundaries, and you know, I always say takers will just continue. They have no boundaries. So if you're a giver, you have to have boundaries because the giver is the person who has to stop. The giver is the person that needs this no. So if, if this is resonating out there with you listeners, please learn the power of no. It is, I always say no is a complete sentence. I can answer, you can ask me a question. I can say no. And I can look at the person still standing there. I'm wondering why they're still standing there because I don't owe you an explanation. It's because I said no. No means yeah. no, right? So I'm glad that I'm glad that you talked about that one. That's like one of my favorite, one of your R's, because I had to learn. You know how many times, especially as busy entrepreneurs, we get that call, oh, you or that text, it's an emergency, call me. Or, you know, that email, oh, I need this right now. I always look the first thing I do is I look at my schedule and what's going on in my life before I even respond. And and, and a lot of times I have to respond, sorry. I'm unable to do that right now. If you need this done next week, we can talk about it. But my schedule, because once I block my schedule out, I, boundaries around that schedule. Mm-hmm. I, I put my and, boundaries. And we don't hold to our schedule when our boundaries with ourselves exactly. are not strong. Exactly. You know, and, and at the core, I mean, a lot of, you know, higher level, like conceptually, people kind of get the idea of boundaries, but because it's one of those toolkit late elements that's right. missing, missing for so many people. Mm-hmm. That's why I call these the foundational five exactly. R's for success um, is boundaries are about responsibility. You taking responsibility for what is actually yours within your control mm-hmm. and letting go of responsibility, allowing others to be responsible for what they have control over. That is the clearest, most concise way I can explain boundaries. I love it. So (laughs) what is number four? You talked about the first three. The first one was, just to recap, the first one was um, routine. The second one was release. The third one was respect your boundaries. Respect, yeah. What's the fourth one? Receive. Receive. Be open to receive. 
We are the biggest blockers to our own success because we do not give ourselves permission to allow the abundance into our lives. You know, I always use the example of, of my husband. I, you know, I was feeling challenged in our marriage with not feeling loved and supported, but I was so locked in on my expectations and expectations are just trying to control people in your head. My expectations on who, how he should love and support me that I was not open to receive the love and support he was actually giving. Because it was there. It was there. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah. I love it because you know what? I think, again, um, I love that because I think a lot of times in relationships, especially, um, people look at the other person's lack of what Mm -hmm. they're doing as opposed to what they are doing. And we, in our definition of, we love differently, right? Mm -hmm. We love differently. So like what you're, what you're saying is, you know, your husband probably was very loving and doing a lot of great things from his definition and perspective of how to love you. Yes. But you had a different perspective. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that he didn't love you. It doesn't mean that he wasn't um, trying to be a great husband. But it was a it was a difference in the way love is communicated, mm-hmm. right? So when you learn to receive mm-hmm. in a manner and just receive it, that helps. I love that. It's, and it's amazing. And we do the same thing in our businesses, again, with all the success, right? Like you, you get your book out there and you get Amazon number one bestseller, but all, you know, that, that 1% of the situation that isn't perfect or didn't play out exactly as you expected it to is all you're going to focus on you know, or that whatever the situation is. And so again, we're not open to receive the success and the abundance and, and enjoying the journey because right. we're so locked into these expectations. Right. So, yeah, open yeah. to receive. So, so if we, so if we can open up our minds to be in a receiving way, mm-hmm. uh, getting out of our expectations and just say, okay, instead of like, if you, like you say, you expect to sell, maybe you expect to sell a hundred books. Mm-hmm. Let's just say you, you sold 75. Mm-hmm. You might be disappointed because you didn't get the hundred, but you have to be open to receive the fact that 75 people ran out to buy the book. Yes. Exactly. Right. So it's like receive what's happening because still it, it, once you receive it, that doesn't mean the 25 aren't coming. They might come later. Exactly. Right? So I love that. So what's number five? Raise. Raise your standards. Ooh, girlfriend. Mm, yep. Raise Ooh. it up. Raise it. <laughs> this, Talk to them about this, that. This is where we're shifting away from the previous element. And I love how a- Abraham Hicks describes expectations as where desire and belief come together. So before our expectations have been in the place of, of trying to control things in our head. And, but the reason we're amazing at manifesting, but we're manifesting all of what we don't want is because the desire and the belief are incongruent. You know, our beliefs and the lack, the fear, the fear of rejection, the scarcity, the I'm not enough, the, all of that is not matching the desire of your goals. So raising your standards is looking at the internal and the external systems and changing your expectations to match, have the belief and the desires match finally, where you're saying, okay, I'm doing all this work to make sure I finally believe I'm good enough to be successful. And what that looks like is now 
changing your tribe, like elevating your tribe of people. You know, if you're the, if you're the smartest one in your group and nobody's challenging you to be better, or you're constantly around people who work to bring you down, change your tribe, you know, creating order in your environment, having all this chaos around you, even if, you know, whether it's your desk or your, your purse or, you know, your car, just creating some order from the chaos helps you know, this mindset and really helping you raise your vibration to finally have all of your being matching the goals, matching what you want to create in your life and your business. You know, I love it. I love that you said that. And I just want to say this. I did a Facebook um, live or Instagram live um, the other day. And one of the things that I talked about um, was people seeking advice and opinions from what I call unqualified people, people who aren't as successful, who aren't people who are broke, people who, you know, are um, living in scarcity, but you're running to these people for advice. And the topic of my live was, you know, seek wise counsel. And it's sort of like what you're saying is raise your standards, raise your group, raise your community. Right. I I, I said in that live, I said, listen, if I ever enter a room and I'm the smartest person in the room, I leave the room. Right. Yeah. Leave the room because I need to be in a room of people who can elevate me. I need my tribe of people to be people who are powerful, who are influential. Right. And the other way for for some of the listeners, and I'm glad this is the fifth one that we're ending on as far as the five R's. um, Another way for listeners, the listeners to be able to raise themselves is to hire a business coach, hire a mentor, invest in yourself, invest in your future. I always say success leaves clues, right? So if you want to be successful in your business, you want to be successful in your finances, you know, if you want to be successful in your finances, you get a financial advisor. You want to make sure that you're doing everything legal, you get a legal advisor. You want to be successful in your business, you get you a business advisor, a business coach, someone who has a blueprint, you know, like Stacey just described, that can take you from point A to point B. So you don't have to have that aha moment on the floor in front of the food, you know, behind the alcohol bottle, you know. (laughs) A mentor, a coach, someone that can save you all that headache. I always say they can fast track you to success, right? And that's part of that raise. And and this is something that, you know, I hope really resonates with the listeners. And it's what I tell my clients all the time. My clients come to me because I can save them headaches. I can fast track them to their success. I can help them get to six figures before they could possibly do it. And I can map it out, Right. So the whole point of raising yourself is to also, um, I want, I just want to make sure they're clear. It's, it's really important that you just align yourself with, with mentors and coaches and a tribe that can really take you, assist you, hold your hand, hold you accountable and help you really get to meet your goals. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you really summed up the raise your standards because it is, it's, it's being willing to ask for help. Yes. It's understanding and asking for help both in delegating because you don't have to do everything yourself, yes. but also getting those guides, those coaches, those mentors, those people who can help shortcut and fast track things for you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel all the time. I love and it. the, all of it is about being willing to invest because you got to invest time, money, effort, emotion, energy, attention, intention, action. You've got to be willing to invest. So that's part of that raising your standards and being willing to upgrade your toolkit. That is huge. You know, what you've been doing, we've got to honor it and celebrate it because it got you to the point where you're like, okay, I know I need to do something different, but you've got to upgrade the toolkit to be able to get your goals and learn those new things that you need to learn. 
there's, a, there's so much to just raising the standards, but really demanding more from yourself because, you know, I, like Jim Rohn says, you know, you're the, the average of the five people you spend the most time around. And I'm like, I don't feel like I'm the sum, but I will tell you my results or your results are absolutely the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I totally agree. I totally agree. And, you know, one of the things that you talked about, too, was um, we don't have to do it all. You know, we can we can delegate. We can find people. I usually tell my clients, you come to me. You come to me because you have the how. I mean, I mean, you come to me because you have the the what you know what you want to achieve. Right. I have the how. Right. So we get together. You bring the what you want to achieve. I pull out the how, which is my strategy. And we, we, you know, we create something awesome, you know, because sometimes it's just about you knowing, because this is what people say. I don't know how to do this or, you know, it's, it's too much time or they just don't know the how. You don't need to know the how. You just need to know what result you are looking to achieve. Find the right mentor, person, invest in a system, invest, invest in a business coach, a mentor, invest in someone that will map out the how. That will eliminate so much frustration. It will fast track your oh, success. Yeah. It, it yeah. does immensely. immensely. And the, the key too is being mindful on who you choose to work with. Again, yes. not getting caught up in some big shiny numbers or some really great system that looks pretty, but again, can turn into a should. You know, this whole process of the reason I call it aligned abundance is because this is all about building that connection to you and tapping into the truth of who you are from an authentic place and doing what feels right and is a good fit for you. I love it. Because so much of it really is the shoulds. That's true. It's the shoulds. We have to stay away from the shoulds. And yes. listen, Stacy gave you um, five the five R's to align in, you know, your abundance and getting things in, in place and in order in your business and your life. Um, I'm just going to recap them. She talked about your number one. The first R was being a routine, making sure you have a routine um, such as meditation or whatever it is that, you know, you can get your, your day started and make sure that things are getting aligned. Make sure that you have release a constructive way of releasing, not binging, not alcohol, but a constructive way to release. She talked about the third one, which was respecting your boundaries. We talked about how critical that is. And you have to know your boundaries in order to have other people respect them. Um, and we talked about that power of no. I love the power of no when it comes to boundaries. Um, keep some people, uh, keep people from disrupting your boundaries by using the power of no. That's one of the mm -hmm. things that I usually say. Um, and four was to also to be able to receive, which is also huge. Um, start celebrating your wins and, and stop focusing so much on um, what you wanted to achieve and look at what you've achieved. That'll help you tremendously, trust me. And the five, the fifth R was raise. Um, give yourself a raise in your community and your standards. Um, give yourself a raise when it comes to your circle and your tribe. Just give yourself a raise. That's critically important. So if you actually um, want to have more abundance in your life and in your business, you really can take these five actionable R's right now and go sit down with a pen and paper and figure out how you can actually implement them. And, and I, would, I would highly recommend, again, this show is about 
educating you, which is what, you know, we've been doing all morning. Um, it's about inspiring you through story. But at the end of the day, you know, I want you to be inspired by Stacey's journey and her sorepreneur story and how she remained uninterrupted. Um, but at the end of that, she ended up with a toolkit and she ended up uh, with a successful business and she's giving you um, her system, um, the five R's, and you can actually go right now and implement that into your business and into your life so that you can start operating from abundance as opposed to scarcity. And another thing that she's done, we talked about when we talked about um, the how, another thing that she's done is she wrote a book. So she's putting these five R's, she's put these five R's into a book. Um, I think the book's coming out July 9th. Am I correct? Yes. you. Yeah, July 9th on yeah. Amazon. This book is coming out on July 9th. And this is another way. This is something else that you can get. I believe these five R's are in the book, correct. right? Yeah. You map and, them out. Mm-hmm. Um, Completely. Is, right. So she she's giving you a preview already of what's in the book. Um, just So just by listening to the show, you already have a head start on how you can start getting your business and getting your life in order and getting some abundance going. Um, but if you want to get really in depth on, you know, really not just the 40 minutes you're here with me and with Stacy, but, you know, this book is something that you can have for a lifetime. You can pick it up when we're not around or when you can't get to, you know, play the re- rerun on the podcast, pick up the book. Um, before we go, I wanted to talk a little bit about the book and how you can get the book um, to make sure that you are really getting yourself Set, set up for success because that's what I want for each and every one of you. So Stacy, can you talk to them a little bit more about what's in this book and yeah. you know we, when it's coming out and when can we get it? Okay, so the book is uh, a really sassy title because I mean, I'm a veteran. I, I'm a biker chick. I mean, I have my own motorcycle, you know, so of course it's not going to be Super smooth. Uh, I love the title. I love the title. I can't wait for the listeners to hear the title. Drum roll. It is Be a a Boss and Fire That Bitch. Woo! Be a boss and fire that bitch. (laughs) And it's quiet your inner critic and finally believe you're good enough. Because... You know, when you're trapped in that inner critic cycle, you know, that is really the only word, I think, to describe that voice and how mean and terrible it can be. And this book takes you on a journey of really transforming your relationship, both with your inner critic, but as well um, with your sabotage, you know, to get, learn how to start really getting out of your own way for good, because this is doing this aligned abundance process is all about building that connection with you and learning how to create your own enoughness. You know, you finally believing you are good enough and being successful as a result of that rather than needing the success to feel like you're good enough. I love it. I love it. So listen, um, our time is coming to an end here with the awesome and amazing Stacey Rasky. Um, she's come by and she's just really, um, I believe she's really blessed, you know, the listeners today um, with her amazing journey, again, from being a homeless teenager to being on the front lines in the Iraq war, from suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, um, from, you know, finding herself stuck in the American dream, which turned to her to be like the Stacy nightmare, um, mm-hmm. to creating a life of abundance and and now being able to take other entrepreneurs across this journey, across her bridge. She gave you her bridge from getting from 
um, stuck in overwhelm and, and scarcity to abundance and, and awesomeness. And she talked about the five R's. Um, you can listen to the show again, listen to the rerun to make sure you get those five R's and that you put them into action. She also shared with you her book that's coming out, Be a Boss, Fire That Bitch, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. Um, and so I just, I, I think that, you know, you can't get more than that. She's outlined what's in the book. You need to run out. You need to to get the book. It's coming out on July 9th. July 9th. Yep. Fire that fire that bitch book.com. Fire that bitch book.com. <laughs> it's an easy yeah. one to remember. Fire that bitch book.com. Yeah. Right? I love yes. it. So I want you to be able to, you know, go get the book July 9th if you want to hear more, which I can't imagine you not wanting to hear more from the amazing um abundance and success coach Stacy Rassi. Um, Rasky and I just, I just, I love her. Um, I love everything that she's done. I love everything that she's doing. And I'm glad she came by today to give us some tools for transformation. And it's up to you guys now, you know, you, you have, you, you got what you need. I always tell people I can bring you to the, to the water, but I, I can't make you drink it. And if you're, if you don't want to drink this water that we gave you today, then, you know, you're going to be stuck on the, the island of scarcity all by yourself because everybody else is moving to abundance. Right, Stacey? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's there are so many resources I've jam-packed into that book that there is going to be specific action steps for you to take and my empowered action uh, sections because, you know, we're achievers, right? But we, we need to be, we need to shift into high performance, but there's still action that takes place in there, but we got to get into alignment first before we take action. Can we so. pre-order the book or we have to, we, we have to stay here and stay awake until July 9th, all excited mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no. If you go to firethatbitchbook.com, there is a wait list. So you'll get notified right away. So if you're uh, able to get on the list prior to July 9th, you'll get all the reminders, okay. um, you know, of like when it's available because July 9th by itself, I believe will be the day we have it for free downloads for Kindle. And of course okay. people will still be able to order the paperback. If they want that physical hard copy. Cause that'll have like a section for notes and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, so okay, yeah. there's so lots of great go, resources. So before we go, I just want you to give them the link again where they can go now to to get on the wait list for the book and make sure on July 9th that they get they can even get a free version on the 9th, right? They can download it from Kindle, which I'm, I I recommend get the free version downloaded on Kindle so you can have it and you can travel with it. But if you're anything like me, I love the feel of a good book and I like to have them in my collection. So you also want to be able to support her and, and purchase her book. But make sure at a minimum you do download that Kindle version. But go to this website, give it to them one more time before we go and get yourself on this wait list so you can get this book and get that bitch out of your life. Exactly. Firethatbitchbook.com. Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Stacey Rasky, stop. Thank you so much for stopping by. I enjoyed you so much. I wish you so much success with this book. I wish my audience so much transformation with this information and with this education of empowerment and the transformation that your life will see if you implement those five R's. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure um, stop, for stopping by. I can't wait. I'm getting ready to go to the site right now and make sure I get my copy, waitlisting for my copy because I'm ready to get some bitches out of my life. Nice. That's awesome. Agreed, right? (laughs) It has been such an honor. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure. This is so much fun. Oh, thank you, my darling. And until the next time, we shall chat soon. And to all my listeners, 
Let's continue these entrepreneurial conversations. Um, Same time, same place next week. We'll be back. But until the next time, as I always say, your opportunity may be on the other side of an obstacle, as you heard from our guest Stacy today. So you need to just make sure you keep soaring uninterrupted. Until next week, take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Soarpreneurs Uninterrupted with Chevelle McPherson, where entrepreneurs like you get empowered and educated with business and legal strategies they need to build and scale successful businesses. Join us every week as we continue these entrepreneurial conversations. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, please visit ChevelleMcPherson.com and click on the podcast link. Be sure to subscribe so you get notified when new episodes are released. Remember, your successful business may be on the other side of an interruption. So keep soaring uninterrupted so you can have the income you desire, the peace of mind you deserve, and a lifestyle you've designed. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.